Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we have another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. On today's show, Kevin from California asks, I live in California and would like to know which other states are good for investments within the next five to 10 years and why. Well, Kevin, this is a great question. The first thing to remember is that real estate is hyperlocal. And we'll come back to discussing the hyperlocal aspect of investing in a minute. The direct answer to your question, generally speaking, I'm looking for areas where there's influx of jobs and influx of population. That increase in demand in the presence of modest supply means we should be experiencing increasing prices, all of the things being equal. I like to pay attention to demographic trends. I like low tax states where both residents and corporations are paying a minimum of tax. I also like states where there's a demonstrated flow of both jobs and population. This means places like Texas, North Carolina, Florida, Nevada, Arizona, and even Alabama. You want to choose places where there's already an established flow of migration. But in each of these states, there are locations that are not suitable. So if you like a state like, say, Florida, there's local areas that are great investments and others that aren't. I might be much more interested in Fort Myers than, say, Ocala. There's a clear migration flow to certain locations in Florida from cities in the Northeast, like New York and Boston, to communities like Boca Raton, Jupiter, West Palm Beach. There's also a clear migration flow from California to Texas, Nevada, and Arizona. We're seeing a large number of big corporate headquarter locations being announced, many even in recent weeks. In fact, some 660 companies moved 765 facilities out of California in the past two years. Dallas-Fort Worth has been the major beneficiary of many of these relocations. Discount brokerage Schwab is among the latest announcements. Even without the TD Ameritrade merger, the migration at Schwab has been well underway for some time. They currently have over a thousand jobs in the Dallas area, and with the announcement, they're planning a brand new campus with over a million square feet to house up to 7,000 employees. They've already moved several hundred roles from the San Francisco location to Dallas over the last several years. The latest announcement is going to move about 400 jobs to Dallas. And while Dallas has been long known for its ties to energy, air travel, commercial real estate, the addition of Schwab shows the region is further diversifying. North Texas is adding more finance, tech, and healthcare, among other sectors, making it among the most dynamic economies of its size in the entire country. Even Uber is moving its headquarters to Dallas from the San Francisco Bay Area. One of the culprits that's often cited is the increasing regulation that's making it difficult to do business in California. One of the latest is a law in California passed in September that requires companies to hire workers as employees, not independent contractors, with a few exceptions. The law is intended to give basic labor rights and benefits to hundreds of thousands of California workers now classified as independent contractors. This is a major shift that fundamentally alters how businesses conduct themselves. Places like Reno, Nevada are attracting a lot of tech jobs from the San Francisco Bay Area. So you want to pay very close attention to the specific moves that are taking place. You want to look at the migration of several hundred jobs to a very specific office location and draw a circle of a few miles around that office. See what the dynamics are within that radius. You want to see where the shortage is. There might be a surplus of three and four bedroom properties and a shortage of one and two bedroom properties. You also want to look at asset classes. Maybe there's a shortage in 
single-family residential or apartments, maybe self-storage. I would say there's opportunities for boat and RV storage in the Naples and Fort Myers area. We recently had a guest, Hayden Crabtree, on the show who talked very specifically about those market dynamics. There's a shortage of supply and a lot of demand. There's other dynamics that affect the value of property as well. Specifically, the distance from a major airport affects property value significantly. The further you get from a major airport, the more prices drop generally. If you look, for example, on the Gulf Coast of Florida, you'd find there's towns like Englewood that are pretty inexpensive. Even waterfront properties go for pretty cheap there. These towns also lack major industry. As you get closer to an airport heading north to Sarasota, prices increase. As you get close to a major airport heading south through Fort Myers, prices increase again. Higher prices are not something to shy away from. They're a reflection of higher demand. Even in those higher-priced areas, there's opportunities to acquire bargains and create tremendous value. These moves are subject to local supply and demand balance. and That's where you want to pay attention. It's those hyper-local situations where the money's going to be made, not just because you moved to Texas or North Carolina. I want to thank you, Kevin, for an awesome question. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.